Ahoy there, pirates. Uh, believe it or not, I wasn't quite done with the Xbox showcase. No, I had a really good conversation with CJ, and a lot of information has come out since that showcase regarding Halo. So I did the only thing I could think of doing, which was grab a really good buddy of mine, uh, Haas Sost, who is, in my opinion, one of the best Halo players and one of the, the most informed Halo players. He's been playing Halo games since it came out. He's competed in MLG and overall is just a really knowledgeable guy when it comes to the game, the guns, the feel, how it should be, what he's looking forward to. So I wanted to bring him on to talk about some of the information that we got in Halo uh, this last uh, period between literally the Thursday that the showcase started and the recording time of this episode, which is Sunday. So if you're listening to this in the middle of the week and wondering, well, why didn't it come out earlier? I wanted to put a little time between uh, the Keelhauled episode and the last Shirley episode. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. Haas is a great guy, so I would really love it if you guys went over to his stream and followed him to give him uh, some love from the Keelhauled community. He plays a lot of uh, shooters. So if you're into any like Call of Duty Warzone, um, he's played Overwatch in the past. He plays a lot of Halo. Uh, he does do Destiny from time to time or at least I knew he used to do it, uh, but he's also played Sea of Thieves and it's because of uh, our community and, and me pushing him to play Sea of Thieves that he's jumped into that as well too. So uh, if you're looking for more Halo information or some more Halo conversation, you're going to get about an hour's worth out of us over uh, all the information that we got and kind of our, our honest feelings about how we feel about the, the actual trailer and what we're hoping for and what we can expect with the series and the franchise as a whole going into the the xbox series x so thank you guys for listening uh enjoy this episode and again make sure you check out the social note or the social uh, media links in the show notes to follow hasast later hi man uh i wanted to bring you on because like of all the people I know, there's a lot of people out there that are big Halo fans. And I wanted to talk to you because I feel like I I got a chance to talk to one of my, my buddy CJ and stuff. But he and I are, are pretty casual Halo fans. And uh -huh. this seems to the whole the whole Xbox showcase seems to really have rubbed people the wrong way. Um I remember watching your stream and we were commenting on it and stuff. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of discussions in your discord since then but we've also had a lot of information come out from microsoft since the reveal because of the reception so just kind of off the off the bat i kind of was hoping that you could kind of like talk through where your fandom is with halo and how it kind of got started uh well so i've been a halo fan since 2001 um it kind of harkens back to my stepbrother, he played it at Life Group at one of his church gatherings. And all I wanted to play was a basketball game and Medal of Honor on the original Xbox. <laughs> and so I I saw Halo and I was like, this looks stupid. It looks like like I I don't know what I saw on that box art, but it, I thought it was like a futuristic chariot combat fighter. Like Roman That's chariot. Hilarious. And He's like, no, trust me, you'll like it if you like shooting guns in video games. So I was like, okay, cool. I liked GoldenEye. I liked Perfect Dark, you know, all those um, kind of more classic shooter games. So we gave it a shot. The OGs. Yeah, the OGs, right? And I mean, <laughs> I, I dabbled in Doom. I, I come from a very conservative, valued home. So Doom was a at-my-friend's-house kind of video game, but... Um, <laughs> bless the parents of the kids that didn't care man yeah right exposed that was how i got into diablo that way like you got into doom that way like there were parents out there that did not care and i yes. i want to just say if you've got kids maybe not be so strict on what they play yeah it, maybe maybe they maybe they have a friend that that needs a friend exactly <laughs> <laughs> so who's gonna let them play this we we rented it from blockbuster um because oh, we, we were we weren't allowed to buy it my my stepmom was adamant that 
we could have two Xbox games in the house. That was it. And so <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that logic, but that was the rule. one per kid. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and so we, we rented it and like me and my stepbrother and my dad was just kind of like watching on the couch behind us. And we played until like two in the morning. He was like, you know, go to bed at 10 o'clock in like an hour. And we mm-hmm. went to bed and we left off right at the, when you introduced to the flood and oh, God. like, Oh, God. <laughs> I was, let's see, this is 2001. I was like 13, 14 at the time. And oh, like my mind was blown at this point. I'm like, there's something that I am going to die to in this video game. Like, I don't understand how I am going to beat this <laughs> thing. Like games were intimidating still to me at that point. And yeah. So we, we went, you know, we went to bed cause we got yelled at at like two in the morning. And <laughs> so we went up to the room and we were just talking the whole night and just, Oh my gosh, we have to get back down there. And so we finally ended up going back down, I think at 6 a.m. And we end up wow. playing the rest of that campaign in that morning, um, much to my stepmother's displeasure. We finished that game that that next morning and like ever <laughs> since then. And then, you know, then I went to my mom and I was like, Mom, I need an Xbox. I got one that Christmas. <laughs> I I got all my um ps1 games together took them to eb games before gamestop had purchased them and i got yeah. i got my 30 dollar copy of halo and i never looked back like by by sophomore year in high school i was halo kid and that's awesome like so i i've been a very adamant halo fan i competed at the end of halo one all the way to the early halo 3 like in the mlg like i was mainly online i couldn't really afford to go um to a lot of tournaments but that was a scene i cared about so i kind of look at a lot of like what we saw on thursday through a more player versus player lens because i'm like how is this going to work i need to see this in action in that form because you can have something in pve and it'll be fun and enjoyable like i think that's what makes games like destiny and doom so much fun is you just have these tools at your arsenal that you can use but once you start bringing in like a competition element to it it the sandbox kind of needs to change because you're not going up against ai and right so i i I like to look at it in that way and especially now how esports has kind of grown you kind of have to look at these games also like if i was a viewer am i going to be able to tune in and at least get the basic concepts down, or is there going to be so much going on so quickly that I'm just going to be lost in the mess? And so that's kind of how I look at mm-hmm. it now. Um, I haven't liked the last couple Halo games to the standard of the original Bungie, but I still think there are elements in each one that have really been great for the franchise, but I don't think 343 has put the whole thing together in a way that kind of like could capture the hearts and minds of like the broad gamer audience again, since it did in like Halo 2 and Halo 3. So pretty much they've got the ingredients that they just don't have the recipe kind of. Right. Like, I think that'd be a great way of putting that. So I'm, I'm curious because um, my Halo experience dropped off after two because of PC gaming and like MMOs and stuff. So yeah. for me, like I, I always appreciated watching the MLG uh, tournaments and stuff because it was really like it was cool. It was really awesome to see like competitive sports on the computer and just be like, oh, my God, this is like people actually getting paid money for playing games. This yeah. is amazing. Yep. And it's not like they have to they don't have to submit like a bug report afterwards. So I, I kind of like this. Yeah. So I, I used to watch. um halo mlg stuff all the time and i had no clue like what which version they were playing or what maps were what but i could hear the call outs and i had fun with that so when i look at halo as a as a series i'm more interested in like the single player co-op experience because that's how i played it i always played it with someone you know even when it was the first game we had the um 
the the land parties we would go and, and do land parties all the time and then we would talk about kind of the zeitgeist behind the campaign and the whole story and stuff so i watched a video that ign put out that covers like the story from beginning to end in 22 minutes which really impressed me but also totally spoiled everything for the the games that i haven't played just because i wanted to talk to you about this um with halo infinite there's i, I want to kind of nail down like you're you're talking about the multiplayer and we didn't get a chance to see that mm -hmm. if they bring the multiplayer uh to to like to to stream it to video or show video of it and kind of give you like a, a rundown of it is that kind of really like the main thing for you? Do you care much about the story, I guess, is what I'm getting at? So I, I love the Halo campaigns. Like, that's what I fell in love with first. Multiplayer is just what has led to so many friendships, like lifelong friendships. And Halo is kind of at the core of that. So the campaign is mm -hmm. always going to be important to me. Like, that's always what I play first. I always beat the campaign on Legendary before I get into multiplayer, despite the group of friends that I've had since 2001 to 2005 jumping right into multiplayer it, campaigns always like that thing. I, I just, I need to know, I need to know what's going on. So when, mm -hmm. you know, when, when the conversation starts out, like multiplayer don't get spoiled campaigns do and stories. So I always want to be ahead of that as much as I can, especially as I've gotten right. older, that's so much harder to do because my time is more limited. So yeah, I always want to jump on that first. Um, so I, I care about the campaigns. I, I care about the story. There is so much expanded lore now that I can't really keep up. Like I've read a handful of the books, but there's I think there are over 30 books now of expanded lore, which go from like centuries before any of the events all the way to current events and so i kind of lean on youtubers to kind of piece that together for me before i go in like hey here's a story so far kind of like what you got with that igm video um just to yeah. kind of like okay because maybe this thing happened outside of the game that is going to be critical to the game and yeah that's one thing i think 343 kind of got a little too ahead of themselves with with putting so many of these characters that are key to the franchise that has moved forward in those books as a way to introduce mm -hmm. them. Cause then you have a portion of the audience who's like, Oh yeah, that guy. But then you have this other audience who are like, who's this? Where are the, where are the covenant and the flood? Like that's all. And those are the only people I care about shooting. And yeah. so like they got a little bit too far and they've kind of after halo five, they were like, okay, we're going to kind of scale it back and simplify the stories. I'm interested to see how they're going to do that in a way that doesn't upset those people that take those time to read all the expanded knowledge. I mean, it's like, it's like star Wars in a way. I mean, a lot of people will say halo is video games version of star Wars just because <laughs> of which I don't, you know, people, people will get a little defensive, maybe it's not over that, but. Yeah, it, it's everyone's got their fandom. I think the the easy relatable terms that you could you could throw to Halo would be a good way to say like, all right, well, this is Xbox's Star Wars. Yeah, and, uh, that'd be a safe way know. of doing it. <laughs> but yeah, that. So I'm I'm kind of curious because uh, I was watching a couple of videos and some of the comments were coming from Chris Lee and some of the the marketing and uh, people at Three Four Three. They were saying that if you're a diehard and you've been digging into the lore and all the books then you have nothing to worry about like mm -hmm. they're still going to address all the stuff that happened in the previous games in the in the uh, expanded universe yeah. but they're trying to rein this in so that they kind of focus it more on like one person like master chief and uh the the dude the beard dude in, in the um uh in the the ship who's going to be kind of like the weighted anchor for the the mm -hmm. person the as pilot far as like is what they're calling him he kind of has a pilot. nickname in the community as bro hammer but uh that's <laughs> that that harkens back to the original pilot in halo combat evolved who was foe hammer um or four oh, nice um foe hammer foe hammer i always get it mixed up that's good yeah i like it 
<laughs> so Brohammer's going to be kind of our our uh, moral grounding, I, I would assume, for us wanting to get away from all this chaos. And Master Chief's going to be the one that is constantly pushing us further deeper into that. Um, are you happy that it feels like we're getting back to just Master Chief on a new Halo and he's going to have to deal with um, it's not the covenant because it's a, yeah. a sect of the covenant. Yeah, it's when the covenant split, the banished formed. So after banished, the, that's yeah. what it was. So I, you haven't played Halo 3? No, I haven't. Okay, so I, I won't spoil it, but eventually the covenant split. And um, oh, I've, I've, that video spoiled <laughs> oh, yeah, everything they, for true. me. Okay, so. so after the prophets and, you know, the covenant split there. The Banish was formed under Atriox. And so he was the big baddie in Halo Wars 2. And they also have some comics about him. And he's he's an awesome villain. I hope he finds his way into Infinite because I loved him. So um that feels like that. I mean, that's kind of the the the, the suggestion that they're making with this video, right? Like he's he's like, you know what, we're done doing what we're gonna do. I, I just want one really awesome fight it's kind of like highlander like there's one yeah really really kick butt immortal out there and he's basically calling out connor mcleod and he's like look are you, are you gonna come fight me or what because i'm gonna kill everyone that you love if you don't come fight me it's kind of like an agent and, smith versus neo kind of thing like yes that's probably a lot more better that's probably a much newer reference you just you have to have that fight <laughs> Yeah, and, and he's going to do everything it takes. He's he's confident in his abilities and he has no no concerns. So um, a question that I had for you was, and, and if you don't know, don't worry. I'm just curious. Uh, in the video, there was a scene where it showed um, the ship with Brohammer and, and Master Chief. And there was this um, big diagram around with all these little pieces and they were all labeled infinite and then they all said deceased yes do you know what that was about like can you can you break that down for me i i originally the first time i saw that i was thinking infinite infinite which is the largest ship in the unsc fleet was that destroyed um Um, in one of the more well-known youtuber lore guys he seems to think like it was all kind of like escape pods and all that kind of like breaking apart from the ship. And that, oh, so those were all destroyed maybe as the ship oh. was coming to its demise. So that, that's the impression I got. And I mean, originally I thought, Oh, that's the big chunks of the ship that are offline now because the whole thing has been blown up. But he kind of seems to think that the ship was releasing all their escape pods and ships and everything. So they're all labeled yeah. as infinite and they were destroyed. So I'm, I'm curious. I am curious about that as well. Cause that is. That's a lot. It's kind of, <laughs> that's a lot yeah, of it's kind of suggestive. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder like, cause looking at it, if that, if that's the case, then I'm like thinking in my head, they are truly alone. Like they are, they will not get any backup unless something crazy happens and they're able to find someone, uh, to, to help them out. Mm-hmm. So and that's one thing I'm kind of curious about. Cause in Halo one and two, you were, if you played co-op, you were a clone of master chief. You weren't there in the cinematics or anything. So then mm-hmm. in Halo 3, they made you the, if you were player 2, 3, or 4, you were the Arbiter and two other Elite. And then in Halo mm-hmm. 4, you were Master Chief and clones of Master Chief again. Then Halo 5, yeah. they, you were part of Osiris or uh, Blue Team. So I, I'm kind of curious because they, they couch co-op is two players and online is going to be four. So I'm kind of curious, are you going to be a Marine, an ODSC, another Spartan, or are we going back to you're a clone of Master Chief. You're there, but you're not. You're not going to matter in cinematics. You're not going to be present in any cinematics. Which I I kind of prefer that because I, I I liked the lone hero kind of element. I did like the team side of it, but for Master yeah. Chief, I always just kind of liked him, like the last of his kind kind of story arc that they had originally in the first two Halo games. 
So we're, we're looking at an open world here. What if they did, and I, I have no reason to believe that this is actually what's going to happen. This is just kind of a, a me thinking it through as we kind of talk um, a way that they could kind of explain this lore wise. If you come across uh, other ships, because mm-hmm. I mean, they've got th- in, in the demo, we've got three anti-air cannons on this halo that are active and ready to to shoot down the ship that you're in with Brohammer, I can't imagine that 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 for one those are the only anti-air cannons, and for two that you're the only ship that didn't get down on the ground or at least right. get shot down with survivors. So I'm wondering, lore wise, if it would be kind of cool if you it, as you're kind of experiencing uh, the the game and you go along, player two, player three, or you know the the multiplayer gets pulled in as you unlock different. Uh, checkpoints in the game that bring you to other people and are like hey you know you you know you join the team help me out or you know you have bro hammer kind of following you around uh as you as you go out and that that kind of acts as your co-op so they can kind of explain it lore wise uh similar to what it sounds like uh was in three yeah somebody tweeted out a picture of master chief and the warthog and it looks like there is somebody in the passenger seat or in the turret of his warthog. So I, I'm under the impression definitely somebody else survived or, yeah. you know, other people survived. And I, I don't expect Brohammer pilot gentleman to be much of a combat ally as much of, as much of you is going to be a narrative, like overcomes kind of like giving you information the way Cortana has in the previous Halo mm-hmm. games. So I, so you, I, I think you feel other like people have survived. Yeah, for sure. I just, okay. I mean, in CE, they kind of did that same thing. Like you kind of felt like everybody died when you landed on the halo. Ring. But then it was like instantly you're like, let's go pick up some guys that made it. And so you went. Yeah. Grab them. So kind of hoping. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're probably going to, I'm sure they'll probably work it out pretty well. Um, I want to touch on the obvious uh, thing that everyone's been talking on. Cause it is when I watch this, I, I don't notice the stuff that you guys notice. Um, I mean, I, I know you guys were talking about the guns and the feel and stuff like that. From the looks of the demo and including like the digital foundry stuff, uh, stuff that, that Paris was uh, talking about, some of the videos I've watched, it feels like um, we have to kind of take this demo with a grain of salt with the understanding that this was probably going to be the E3 demo that everyone was going to get their hands on. Mm-hmm. And they were probably going to have a whole bunch of people at the demo stations answering questions for the news pundits so that you didn't just have a stream of a video and then have to wait for all this information from 343 to come out post video after everyone's already kind of made their opinions. Right. So given light of the new information uh, for the game and for the demo that we saw, how do you feel now about like the graphics and what we what was kind of uh, expressed in that demo? So in that demo, first impression, like watching the live stream, I was very underwhelmed visually. Like there were okay. some nice animations that you saw, like the explosions and like reflections and things like that when you got to see them. But I was underwhelmed. But then after, you know, after the briefing kind of ended, they uploaded two videos on YouTube, one with the gameplay demo, the eight minute demo. And mm-hmm. I bumped that up to 4K. I don't know if it was you or somebody else said, put it into 4K and watch it that way. And also the problem for a lot of people is streamers were streaming it. So people were watching streamers stream a stream. So you have like yeah, a ton of compression happening. So it's going to look worse for every time that somebody's copying and pasting that image out. And yep. so I, I do think a lot of first impressions were pretty rough in that regard. Um, I'm glad I went back and watched it in 4K because it, it did help me feel a little bit better. There were still some things that I'm wondering, okay, how much are they giving up to kind of open this world up? Because you, you do have to make resource sacrifices the more you open up a game and you know remove loading times and stuff like that things are going to be scaled back a little bit no matter how powerful your hardware is that's going to happen at some point 
Um, Especially if you're pushing 4K. If you're correct. if you're shooting for 4K 60, uh, hardware is still at the point where, like, I I don't see too much. I mean, just looking on Twitch, Twitch doesn't really support streaming a, 4K. No, no, not at all. So I mean, every uh, they only stream the the briefing in 1080 60 at top level. Yeah. So um, yeah. So like, what most people are going to see is not indicative of what the end what the right. end hardware and video is going to actually produce so i i can see the trade-off there with the open world and having uh dynamic lighting they've already stated that there's going to be a patch post-launch to introduce ray tracing which i know is kind of the uh the the marketing terms being thrown around with this yep. generation of consoles yep. so we know that uh we know a few things um it's going to be a 10-year game that they're that they're shooting for it's on game pass and that's going to be the main way that they probably make their money from it is just people having game pass to have access for the multiplayer um and we know that this was an older demo that was released back uh, or at least captured according to the the people that alana pierce was talking about that it's um, from january of this year uh, which kind of fits in with with when that vertical slice needed to be finished Mm. so that they could have it ready for e3 yeah um with the the fidelity differences between this version and previous games knowing that this is going to be an open world game and it's going to have a game as a service uh aspect to it are you do how do you feel about them being able to kind of work with um patches to try and improve the look and the feel if if anything isn't quite up to uh like a standard um I know they're capable of. I mean, let's let's not beat around the bush. They have Microsoft's money behind them, and Microsoft will. When Microsoft wants to will something into being a success, they will do everything they can to do it. And Halo is kind of like their, their the Halo is their premier success for the Xbox console. So, I totally think they're going to do it. I think we've seen it in other games. Um, Rainbow Six is one that quickly always comes to my mind. Um, Gears, Gears of War, when they brought up the Xbox One X to enhance visuals, um, like you, you've seen it across the board. They they're gonna be able to do it. Timeline, I'm curious about. I'm also kind of there's some texture things. I'm kind of curious how they're gonna solve because. Some things felt incomplete, and a lot of people are like, well, they got months to go until release, and that is true. And then the one-minute video they released after the eight-minute demo, that did look noticeably different, like in improved ways. And then Digital Foundry mentioned the lighting. So I think there's a lot of things that are are, they're capable of doing, but... I don't like the excuse, but it is a reality that we, these teams aren't together. Like they're not looking at these things. Communication is going to be slower. You know, moving these files back and forth is going to be slower than, you know, within an office. So things are different. I I don't like the excuse, but it is, it is valid, uh, you know, so yeah any anyone working for home knows the frustration of losing an entire day to zoom meetings correct so yeah i i think they're going to be able to pull it off i i think people are going to be very critical of this game i like halo is in a very they're in a damned if you do damned if you don't position in my eyes like yeah they've kind of in some ways they've kind of put themselves in this corner in other ways, fans, mm-hmm. the expectation of the brand has been so high, and I kind of feel like overall has been kind of beaten down onto people. So that a lot of people, this is like we need we need this to be the hit. Like we need this to be the game again. And that's a lot of pressure yeah. on a, on a studio See- or a brand. So you're talking about like uh, Xbox fans in general wanting this to be a, a big hit so that it's a win for the justified fandom. Cool. Yeah. So that they feel like they can they can point to this and be like, oh, yeah, we'll take a look at this, Sony. Yeah. Like fanboys. This is our reason to own an Xbox. I mean, Halo was yeah. the original reason to own an Xbox. Probably 
through 2009, 2010, or when, whenever Modern Warfare came out, so 2007. Like, Halo mm-hmm. was the reason to own an Xbox. And then after Halo 3, it kind of lost that position of power. And that's good. Microsoft needs to diversify. And I think they're finally starting to do that. You can't hang your your entire brand on one thing, but it is nice to have that feather in the cap. But it's true. There's a ton of pressure on them to pull this off. I think the, yeah. And and that's kind of the trouble, right? Like they, you're, you're touching on the thing that I think really, really kind of hits home the expectation from the players when it's a beloved franchise like halo compared to what a studio is capable of and how, you know, it's kind of like when we look at remakes for movies, you know, somebody has a passion for a movie, they want to remake it, they want to tell their their story of it, but they're fighting against everyone who's ever loved the same movie that you love yep. to try and get this thing made and have it received well. Like, I, I can't imagine wanting to try and remake a movie because... I, all it would be would just be me trying to tell other people that my view, my opinion of what I think the movie could be isn't good enough, but I'm only doing it because I love the original so much. Yeah, like taking over Batman after Christopher Nolan. That's that's not an easy position to be in. Yeah. <laughs> to make Batman your own without kind of pooing on what Christopher Nolan did because which yeah. a lot of people, Christopher Nolan's Batman is the real life version of Batman now. Yeah, less less comic booky. Like uh, like Michael Keaton's still going to be my Batman, but yeah. I would say that Christopher Nolan painted the world better than Tim Burton or Joel Schumacher. And I think Bungie's done that with Halo. I think Bungie's gone on to do some really good work with Destiny. Uh, and, and I think they kind of have the idea of what kind of a shooter they want. Um, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, a little more niche, niche topic. So the guns in Halo, how did you feel about the weapons that they showed off? Cause they basically went through dropping a weapon every, you know, 15 seconds for another one to get those all right. shown off. Um, did you, do you, are you happy with how the guns are right now? Do they look good? Do they feel uh, close enough to what they originally were? Like, give me some thoughts on that. Um, so visually, I think they look really good. They look extremely clean, which I know that's an artistic choice. I kind of like seeing my guns get a little grit on them. Um, but they've already mm-hmm. kind of like hinted that skins are going to be coming to the game. Um, which Hey, Interesting. I'm, I'm all for. Uh, there's like a Boonco cool. Nerf gun that if you purchase, you get that skin <laughs> for the AR. So, <laughs> like, I, I'm all for that kind of stuff. So, I think that's probably why we're seeing, partially why we're seeing the cleaner look of the guns. I think they look good. I they seem to have a good diversity between them. So you start off with the assault rifle. And then you get the VK-78, or the pistol. He pulls the pistol out, which it's a minor thing, but the like the iconic look of the pistol, you have the tiny little red dot on the back of the gun. And yeah. Like, that was missing, but, I mean, that that's probably like a five-minute fix. So <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. we see that come back. But then you see the VK-78. Uh, so it looks like they're they're... Finding roles for different guns. So guns can do different things. And in to me in Halo 5, too many of the guns could do it all. Like they didn't have a mm. role as much as like guns were better than other guns and could yeah. be more diversified, but their the role of weapons seemed to kind of dissipate a little bit. Um mm-hmm. so I think they did a good job getting back to that. I also think the shooting mechanics, they, I think they finally kind of figured out how to adopt what a lot of modern popular shooters are doing with the hit markers, with how bloom or re, you know, recoil patterns, things like that. Shoot bullet spray patterns. Um, yeah. Are doing for just from what we're seeing. I think it's going to be a good balance for that kind of stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like uh, you've got that brute rifle with like a blade on it, a little nail gun. Uh, I forget what that thing is called. <laughs> that looks awesome. That was cool. That was really cool. Um, so I, and then the new shotgun, which within the Halo community is a little bit of a controversy because people like the retro shotgun look, but apparently this yeah. is going to be replacing it. But okay, you know, so they're they're changing some things. Yeah, but it, I, overall, I'm a fan. You... I'm a fan of it. it. To me, the guns and the gun play and the gun mechanics. I was like, this is kind of what Halo is needed to kind of like, hey, I I got my boxing gloves on. I'm ready to fight some of the big dogs again. That's mm-hmm. what I saw through for for all the gunplay in the game. That's what I was seeing. So how do you feel about this gunplay compared to say like most modern day shooters where uh, it feels like there's there's quick reload, there's a little bit of recoil. And, you know, I noticed that a lot of these guns don't use um, aim down sights or ADS. Mm-hmm. And and I'm curious, like I've, I'm playing through Reach right now, and it's it's a pain point for me coming off the back of most other shooters like Warzone or Destiny right. or, or you know, I'm I'm so used to using an, an ADS to kind of stabilize my my. Uh-huh. my shooting and this doesn't feel like it has it so um do you think that that that's going to be more of what halo fans w- would want out of this game so or they, do you think that so they had ads in halo 5 they just called it smart link um <laughs> not a lot of people were big fans of it like the the maybe maybe that's not the right word because there's there's halo fans the vocal halo fans and then there's everybody else who doesn't yeah. make every opinion known online, but overall it I, seems like people kind of from what you can see online, I think people prefer the more classic halo style where it's not aim down sight. Like you click and you're zoom and then you unclick and you're on zoom. Um, gotcha. So I think the vocal halo fans are all about that. Um, but that is something that is always kind of been interesting to see how Halo is going to handle it. Maybe that's something they're using to kind of differentiate their shooter versus others is, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's subtle, but like you, you just said, like, it's a pain for you because it's not something you you're used to anymore or yeah, have been used pretty to. much. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's just... pops out to you when you're doing it. Yeah, it's so used to I'm so used to having that. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I chucked grenades the other day while playing Reach, trying to ADS on mm-hmm. on a target. And I was like, nope, that's a wasted grenade. Nope, that's a wasted grenade. Same <laughs> same problem. And it kept happening because I'm just not used to to that being a thing. So um, given given the way that the the weapons work it feels like this is going to be kind of expected i shouldn't really get used to or or look for having ads on these um these weapons so it kind of takes me to some of the other features that it looks like we're going to be getting which is the the drop shield and Uh the grappling hook um those feel very awesome it feels like uh oh is it what's it's not lifeline What's the other dude's name in Apex? The robot. Uh, Pathfinder. Pathfinder had the grapple hook. Yeah, and then yeah. So, um, uh, that's that's kind of what this feels has like. The big dome shield. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm getting the, I'm getting the sense that people who liked uh, like Nova from Overwatch or or um, Pathfinder from Apex, that's kind of how this grapple hook feels in in the game, and it feels like that that this is going to be a very proactive uh tool that you're going to be using so i'm I'm curious like how do you feel about that going into this game do you think that's going to be a, a real awesome thing or do you think they're just gonna because it feels like they're trying to build this into the actual gunplay uh kind of like with Doom yeah. Eternal. so I, I i especially for a campaign side i'm all for it like give me more uh-huh. ways to traverse let me have new ways to explore get to that ledge up there and that i can't do from just jumping <clears throat> so I'm, I'm cool with that in multiplayer it 
um, in their blog post, they said these things are going to be pickups, which is yeah. more of the Halo 3 model. And then people forged it into Halo 4 or Halo Reach's multiplayer where these things were pickup. I'm all for that mm-hmm. because then me, I can go in and forge if, you know, me and my friends or my community are like, hey, let's let's have everybody with grapple hooks. Everybody can have a grapple yeah. hook or hey, we don't want any of this. We just want our guide to walk across the battlefields and engage each other without any tools. Let's just see who's got the best gun. You know, you you yeah. have that. So I I I like that because I think you're going to find these things in campaign and it's going to be fun to kind of, you know, it's always fun when a game like this comes out and it has these kind of mechanics because people find ways to cheese it and like do those crazy like highlight moments where I I grapple onto a ledge and then next thing you know, I'm swinging (laughs) across the map and you know, I've got so much momentum. My guy doesn't stop going like I I like those kinds of things because there's it's a new way to explore. There's a new way to experience the game. There's like speed running has always been a big part of the Halo community on the campaign side. So that's always cool to kind of see how are those guys going to use all these little equipments and just the funniest looking way is like drop a shield and maybe if you walk on it before it pops up properly, it flings you into the sky or, you know, I, I mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. It's because it's fun. Yeah. It changes the gameplay. It changes everybody's experience. You can't have the same experience twice. Right. So that's, like that's it. definitely, I, so I wanted to, um, oh man, so much I was going to dive into. So, uh, with the drop shield, and being able to so that's kind of it reminds me of reinhardt from overwatch right and i'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that can be used in in multiplayer as well um with them being able to fight over the weapons and uh speedrunners being able to break this with with you know just being able to play around with physics i'm i'm curious to know um when you want to see because assuming that there's going to be some stuff in august that they want to talk about when do you want to see uh multiplayer and how do you feel about them stating that they won't be able to do the flights for the beta testing the way they had originally planned and that they're going to work on doing maybe more focused uh, or selective beta flights uh to test out multiplayer so for the flight thing that that was the worst piece of news to come out on thursday um mm-hmm. i i just this is such a big game with so much importance not only for halo but i i feel like the series x has a lot riding on this mm-hmm. and months ago i kind of did wonder like how are they gonna flight test this for a console that's not out i mean i i, I trust microsoft and their engineers and you know all that to get it right but <clears throat> i just kind of felt this is a game they needed to get into players' hands in some capacity before the game launches to give them time to make some changes or, you know, let yeah. players kind of know what they're getting. Because, hey, if it if it hits really good, you got that word of mouth power behind you. If it doesn't mm-hmm. hit so great, then, you know, you can at least be open to your community. Hey, thanks for we we see what you're saying. A, B, C, and D are fixed, just like they're doing with Master Chief Collection as it's come to PC. They put these flights yeah. out. They say, hey, here's what we do now. And then they get it into thousands of players' hands, and those players report things they're finding. And then they can come back and be like, hey, we fixed all these things. Oh, by the way, here it is. You're like, you know, when it, when it's ready, here it is. Yeah. So I, I just, with all the changes, the new engine, all those kinds of things, I, I feel like it's really important. And the flight promise came after Master Chief Collection came out on Xbox. I don't know if you remember that, but that was like, so the, that was a disaster yeah, for the franchise. I uh, had to, I, I wasn't involved with that. So I, I missed out on that. So for people that like me that, that aren't familiar, as far as I understand it, they promised that a beta would come out prior to every 
every game release being for the Master Chief Collection, if if I'm understanding that correct. So back when Master Chief Collection came on the Xbox, the promise was Halo 1, 2, 3, 4, just as you remember them 10 years ago, multiplayer and all. And so when it came out, matchmaking didn't work. You, like, you couldn't join lobbies. It was like mm. a nightmare. And it lasted about a month until they kind of got it. I won't even say fixed. They just kind of like threw a Band-Aid on it and called it good. And right. so Bonnie Ross, the lead at 343, came out in a blog and was like, hey, you know, we hear you. This shouldn't have happened. And it did. And from now on, here's all the things we as a studio promise you, the players, every Halo game that comes out, we're going to have a beta for you guys to experience, to test, you know, to help us. And so that Mm -hmm. has been a promise. We got that a year ahead for Halo 5. um, Halo Wars 2 got one. I think Halo Wars 2 actually got multiple betas. And Mm -hmm. And then Master Chief Collection, as it's come to PC, same thing. We've had flights for each and every version of the game. And while they were fixing Master Chief Collection on Xbox before this PC, they had flights for those as well. So we've now it's become like an expectation, like, hey, we're going to be able to have our voice heard by the studio. And then for them to kind of like pull that back before this huge game that people have been waiting five years for, it just kind of hurts and brings up those feelings of like mistrust again with, with the studio. And is that fair or not remains to be seen until this game is in our hand, but it definitely, it's like, you know, it's like when you get in a relationship after a bad relationship and the new person says something that like, the words like, well, you need to trust me. And you're like, uh, uh-uh. mm-hmm. like that, that's kind of the feeling that for me, I have with it. It's like, you haven't earned yeah. that yet. So, so I, I'm curious because coming from my perspective, I I'm looking at, at it at the lens of, of how the entire industry as a whole has had to cope with the fact that a pandemic is literally ravaging our country and forcing everyone into seclusion and working from home. 100%. If, if this was um, any other situation where games couldn't be developed outside of a studio, I basically just assume that we would not have gotten any games. They would have had to push back the console launches. They would have had to push back every game released this year and everyone would have had to just kind of suck it up and deal with it Mm -hmm. so as far as i see this i'm i'm looking at two sides and i'm wondering if if this is the side or if my perspective is one that can maybe help people that are feeling betrayed or or um justified in their in their their uh kind of i'm trying to think what the word is uh being tepid or temp Oh, I can't think of what the word is. Timid? Not really timid, being timid in their trust with with three for three uh, with the franchise. And I'm kind of wondering, like, you know, given given the situation where we're actually getting a console launch this year, we're getting two console launches this year. It's crazy. Uh, everyone's having to work from home. If it came down to me knowing that they've literally had to start making this game from home and it being a service that is available on game pass i'm not going to have to spend 60 bucks on this game i i probably would but i'm not going to have to because i've already got game pass so i'm sold if i want to play this for 15 bucks for the first month and see how it goes i'll i'll decide then uh so knowing that there's not a huge upfront cost outside of um game pass for this because i can still play it on my pc i can still play it on my xbox one x i won't have to buy into an xbox series x just yet and knowing that they've had to build this from there it does it does it make sense like to to kind of look at this and be like okay these aren't the best this isn't the best situation but this is a much better situation than just not getting the game um you know personally 
like me just i put so much importance on halo and this coming wave of the new x the new era for xbox i put Mm -hmm. a ton of weight on it and i know it sounds kind of silly but i would almost take like hey if it takes more time given the times i get that then let's hold let's hold the game back for a minute let's there's still launch window there's day of day and date launch there's launch window if if a beta pushes us back but it's still in that launch window Mm -hmm. i would still support that because i just i don't want to see this game hurt the brand of xbox or halo like yeah like that's a tricky that's a tricky situation because it's like launch without the game or launch with the game but then that launch with the game i say that as a person that kind of I like Sony's approach to this coming gen. Like, hey, the new gen is a new gen, and that's the way it's going to be. But I also like Xbox is like, hey, there is more powerful hardware here for you yeah. to use if you want to invest in, but great. But hey, also, all your games are coming with you. So mm-hmm. we can see, keep playing those games we've been playing, thankfully, on Xbox One 360 or even as far back on OG Xbox titles limited. but having those things available to us to kind of like hold us over, especially as some Mm -hmm. may get the extra enhancement for the new hardware. And there's going to be, I hope other games besides halo coming out at the same time. Like I feel like you can kind of get by just given Microsoft's current strategy. I would love for halo to be there day and date, but at the same time, I just, Ready when it's ready, I do think needs to be respected. Like as a fan of games, I mm-hmm. want to get my I want to get my grimy hands on every hot looking game that comes out. I mean, how many times has Cyberpunk been delayed now? Three or four. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I trust that this game is going to be better for it. Meaning yeah. my experience will be better for it. So I'm going to support that decision right now. It sucks, but hey, do your thing because I want my experience to be great because I know you care about the experience I'm going to have and I care about the experience I'm going to have. So, hey, make it great and we're good to go. So I always I always have a, an interesting um, kind of uh, I always have a weird feeling when I hear what you're saying, because a lot of people are, are saying like, hey, you know, I don't want this game till it's ready. Uh, put out the beta so I can test the unfinished product, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, so you you want to play the you want to play a version that's not done because you want the done version to be delayed so that it can be the done version. I think because the just... mass is going to play the done version. So if the, right. if the hardcore passionate base can get their hands on it and kind of like give feedback, now there are obviously with any beta, there's the people that just get it and don't provide anything except for they're playing it and you know the developer can gather that data as it is yeah but i do think getting the the incomplete version is can be a good thing if they're at a point where they can actually take some of that feedback and do something with it kind of like how i alluded earlier where like hey you know Maybe we can't get it at ship, but it is something we know that fans are kind of hinting at. Now we'll also have a masses get their hands on it and see if it also is an issue for the masses or if it's kind of like an issue more for the hardcore base. Because I I do think it's important to kind of make sure your hardcore base is taken care of, but you do also got to spread those wings open and kind of let some new new people in. Yeah, right. So the, I I'm kind of excited in that in this because if if you're saying this then as far as I see it there's no hard time on this like we still didn't get a, a, a release time it's holiday 2020 which right. as far as I can tell could be up until December 25th for most people yeah so 
you know, it's not like, you know, a lot of myself included, a lot of us think that it's going to be, uh, November for the yep. launch That's just because I'm of, putting it. yeah, yeah. A lot of us are looking at the, the other release dates that are coming and stuff. And they're saying that it's going to be in November. I don't think I've seen anything confirmed, uh, for, for just the new gens that isn't being supported on current gens mm -hmm. that is got a date. Everything that's that's new for the new consoles is still kind of launch window, yep. wherever that that window could be. So, as far as I'm concerned, we still have August, September, October, and November for them to crunch on this game before the console release in December potentially. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting early November out. to be perfectly honest. I, I think like that first week, November. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are going to be kind of steering clear of Cyberpunk on the 19th except for assassin's yeah. creed for some reason they chose that date which do your thing but um someone's there's going to be the fans that, that oh, want to yeah, play absolutely. a viking and then there's the the the, the fans that are going to want to play a cyber viking it's yep. it's totally up to your aesthetic but i mean look at doom and uh doom and animal crossing they didn't right. both did really really well uh most people bought both and everyone was just like all right well Pretty i'll play pleased. it when i play it all right so overall um just looking at halo from this from this standpoint it's open world it's a 10-year game uh it's getting back to the to the the feeling of just being master chief on an island with impo impossible odds to go against this this dude atriarch oh is it atriarch no what's no, the what's the dude's name Ephraim? Ephraim? i haven't figured Ephraim? out Ephraim? okay we'll go with Ephraim. <laughs> um if I if he had hair, I'd just call him uh, uh, Afro. But it's and he doesn't have a good set of hair, kind of like me. So I kind of relate with him. Anyway, um, overall, the series looks like they're trying to build a really good experience that will give you a reason to come back beyond multiplayer. Yes. As time goes on, is are you happy to see that? Yes. Um, as a person that doesn't like. I usually get all the campaign achievements and then I'm done with it. So yeah. if there's new things to explore and they continue are able to continuously add them, especially for 10 years. And it sounds like they could even add new stories. I'm thinking and like an ODST two um, mm -hmm. kind of thing. And they can like, just kind of put it under this infinite umbrella. I think that's great because there's means there's new ways to explore. There's new stories to be told. So there's a reason for me to go back and kind of take those breaks from multiplayer, but also stay invested in their Halo ecosystem that they're putting out. And I think that's been kind of a thing as as the industry has gotten so much more competitive since, to me, my golden era of Halo 1 through 3, where most people only had one or two games a year, versus now like there is a flood of games weekly hitting us you know if if halos are able to recapture my heart and give me more and more reasons to keep coming back and not look at all these other bright lights that are flashing down the street at me i'm all for that and i'm all in support of that because if it's going to work on me i know it's going to work on other people too and that means there's more people being invested in something i love as well so I'm in full support of at least the messaging that they're saying that they're aiming for right now. So what was in this demo and the information that we've seen outside of getting a chance to get your hands on multiplayer that you want to see come to the Halo series? Controversial, but I want Battle Royale. Um, I, think Halo, <laughs> I, I think Halo just has all the lore elements, the weapon elements to really make it work and do something unique and not all, not also unique, but I think we've seen what it's done for call of duty this last year. Like I liked modern warfare as a whole, but I was just kind of ready for that battle Royale edge to it. So I, mm -hmm. I think halo could do something similar. It's a, it's a big brand behind it. You're not, you doing one of these like, independent studio battle royale pushes that a lot of people are like well look at that one it flopped yeah they also mm -hmm. didn't have the money that 
Activision, Microsoft, Epic, you know, all these larger studios are going to be able to put into it to make it something truly gamers would love. So I, I, I would love Battle Royale. Um, Firefight is a classic Halo mode that I would love to see return. Um, mm-hmm. And then in Halo 5, they had Warzone, which I think was a good mode that they didn't make. It just needed some different calls made in the design choice. It became a very like one-sided match mode. And so yeah. a lot of people left it. So I think I would love to see them go at it. Now they would obviously have to change the name given Call of Duty's taking Warzone. of the name Warzone and <laughs> completely owning it now. But I, yeah. I would like to see Halo take another crack at that. That was that was a fun, I think it was 24 or 32 players um mode. So you had a lot of players on it. And I think Halo just the environments of Halo just seem like they're screaming for a large scale player mode beyond the big team battle of AV8. So yeah. I think a Warzone or Battle Royale or both would be fantastic things that seem to lend itself even better now that we're seeing a more open Halo presenting itself once again. Well, the good news is, is this is uh, the Slipstream engine, as they're calling it, brand new engine. They're anticipating a long lifespan for development for plenty of different things they're gonna run out of ideas for multiplayer at some point so the likelihood of us seeing a halo battle royale depending on how the gaming culture as a whole takes to battle royale like this may be a mode that fizzles out in another two years we don't know there could be a new version of a battle royale or a new type of battle royale that totally sweeps us by storm and it leaves Fortnite in the dust you know there could be a, a number of different things that we could be looking at over the next decade that we just can't anticipate and i feel like if enough weight is behind the 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 desire for this if it's something that they that they look at and they find the spark of fun in it and they can kind of take that and and you know fan it a little bit get some flames and and actually put out a a battle royale i i could definitely see you being able to have that kind of a, a mode in halo and you're right as far as i'm concerned with all the different tools that are in the halo franchise to be able to apply that to a battle royale mode and have it actually work out pretty well it it definitely lends itself so but i wanted to to kind of leave off on that um was there anything from the the showcase or halo in general that you wanted to to touch on before we sign off you know i feel like we touched on almost all of it i do think there's one game that did stand out that wasn't Fable to me, and it was in their little ID showcase. It was like a little Viking side-scroller. I got... Oh, like, really? Yeah, I don't know why that game stood out to me so much, but it did. <laughs> um, and, and it's just like a little snippet, but hey, bring more, more, bring more of those like indie-style titles to it. Inside was one of my favorite games of this last gen as just a side-scroller, so... Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm all in support of those kinds of games kind of popping up here and there for for all of us to enjoy. Nice. Well, with that, I wanted to thank you for coming on, um, bringing your expertise to the discussion because uh, I had a really good talk with CJ last episode of Shore Leave, and I felt like I wanted to have your thoughts as someone who I, I respect as far as the Halo community comes, your your opinion matters a lot in my mind as far as uh, being able to to speak to what was good and what was bad, what was something that dedicated fans of the franchise were were noticing and wanted to to kind of address. And we've had a lot of good information come out since the the showcase. So uh, at the end of the day, I, I kind of take this with a grain of salt because I, I'm assuming that Microsoft and 343 are are trying to make the most interesting and most fun experience for us for Halo. Mm -hmm. And I just hope that your and everyone else's expectations are fulfilled. I really hope that. Me too. 
So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we'll get a chance as we get closer and closer to the launch to have you back on and actually get some impressions from you about how it actually feels as a game. I would love that. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, anytime, man. I, I appreciate you. And, you know, I, I enjoy our conversations on video games and all the things. So uh, thank you for having me on and letting me have a little little soapbox moment. Yeah, definitely. I, that's what I was hoping for. And I'm going to have all your socials uh, in the show notes. So if people want to find out um, where they can follow you and where they can see your your conversations and whatnot, um, go ahead and, and give them uh, your your information so they can at least jump on that if they don't head over to the show notes. Okay. Um, mainly, you'll find me on Twitter. It's at Hossas. That's H-O-S-S-S-A-U-C-E-D. And it is the same handle on Twitch. So those are my two primary platforms that I interact outside of Discord. Um, and you're welcome to join that. You'll find all that information on Twitter and Twitch. Awesome. Well, thank you again, man. And I will let you get going. I know you're you're having a good weekend. Uh, and I will get this all together for the fans of the podcast. All right, man. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Radio.net.